The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Show is missing his host. That is a happy dude right there. Your winner, smiling Sam Alvey, for the winner by unanimous decision, Cody the Spartans Game Out. All right, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, this is a real. You should see what I'm looking at right now. Of course, my pal, there he is, Matt Sarah. Okay, hi, buddy. See you. I'm Jimmy, happy this to see is you. Weird, weird times, Jimmy. It is, and I thought of you a lot because I go to the gym and I've been doing a little bit of kickboxing. But you're jujitsu, so how has that affected your school? You're the, like one of the first guys I thought of when they started closing everything. I just realized, am I supposed to be wearing fucking headphones for this? It's up to you. You can't. I, I have an external mic, so I didn't want it bouncing back on me. So that's why I wanted the sound coming into my headphones. But uh, it's up to you. I should. But it's too late now. The show is the show is started. Matt, in a couple of days you can. This is a te- no one really knows what we're doing right now. We're all kind of messing everything up. So I'll tell you, man. So listen, I had to once I found out that uh, they they're closing down my kids' schools for a couple of weeks. I'm like, man, what am I doing? I gotta, you know, in my jujitsu schools. You know, right. on top of each other, strangling each other and stuff. So I just said, for, and it, dude, I've been teaching on Long Island uh, for 20 years, literally, uh, more. And I never had to close down my schools. I had my first right. front in 2001. And there's people there on holidays. They're, they're made. Jiu-Jitsu guys are maniacs. Always training. There's always somebody there rolling. Right. So for me to have to do that is really strange and it's almost like totally takes me out of whatever like a routine I've had for like not I mean I'm always at my schools so it's like I don't know you know it's really a strange it's really strange strange feeling it is and it but it's weird it, it, there's something about this whole thing like my gigs are all getting moved and we could talk about the fights that that were fought in Brasilia which uh with, without an audience but it's kind of weird, like, it, there's something communal about it, like, because you know the whole planet is getting kicked in the dick. It's not just us. It's not yeah. just the U.S. Everybody, it's almost weird, like, when you see people, you're friendlier in person and in the stores, and it's like, eh, there's, like, this common thing that everybody is dealing with, and it's almost like after 9-11 when everybody's just a little bit nicer to each other. What did you do to the background of your Skype? Because it looks all fuzzy, and you look like you're in, like, 3D. 
I didn't do anything. This is just how you see me. This when you're talking to me, you only see me. You don't see anything else. No, you. you there's a thing I'll show you in your Skype setting. I think I thought you did do it because what? your back your background is very blurry. Go up to Skype, click on Skype, and then check audio and video I'll, preferences. I'll, I'll do that another time. I'm gonna end up losing you if I start. Oh, talking. okay, yeah. Let's listen. I, I don't I, want this thing up. You know me, Jimmy. I like the blurry. I'm, I'm on third for a second here. though, so people hold on. People can see my uh, let everybody see my long hallway. So this is why I do this. See how long my hallway is, and you I, can see this I, pictures I, of me. Me and uh, that's a picture of Kiss back there, and along that wall, there's pictures of me and Black Sabbath. There's a big picture of Kiss at the bottom. That's what you're looking at. Probably very different than the Sarah household. It's not one picture of uh, me and you. Uh, excuse me. Hold on. Not one picture of me and you. Okay, oh man. well. Hold so, on, my friend. I'm gonna be so happy if there's a picture of me. Not only is there a picture I'm of you, it, it's what. Look, look at my screensaver. Look at my glasses. I see you. Oh, me? Is it me and you? It's me and you. Oh, Jimmy. Two chums. Now, did you Skype earlier with Sam Roberts and it was you and Sam? Don't fuck with me, Jimmy. We did Skype with Sam, but I would never put Sam's picture up. He knows it. Now, you see him a lot. You see him a lot. I I see him too much. You know, it's funny, Jimmy. When it comes to parenting, you know, my, some people, my sister, I'm glad that this has something to do with something, you know? I'm here with my favorite mug. You know what my favorite mug is? I was with my family recently in Florida. We went to Tarpon Springs, and we go to that Sponge Docks, and the kids get little knickknacks and patty wax. And I don't know. They get little shit. They pick it up. Let me get this and that. And so we were walking through, and I'm like, wait a minute. It is a old school Star Wars. That's Greedo. This is a old school Star Wars bounty hunter ah. mug. Now, why I bring that up, like, listen, people are different with parenting. Some people are too, they're too, um, they're too, um, not not strict, but just like the fun police. I don't want to say who, but one of my sister-in-laws, like my kid, I mean, when my kids were little, they're like, oh no, I want the other cups. Oh no, you get what you get. You don't get upset. The fuck is that? I'm a 45 year old man. Right. I like my special mug. The fuck! You're not gonna let a kid have a thing with a cartoon on it. Anyway, guys, back to the UFC action. And by the way, I just got a message um, from Jimmy Rivera saying that their school had to close too. Everybody's got to close. It is what it is. It's people helping people. It's people doing the right thing. The thing is, even though I, I don't, I'm no, as you know, Jimmy, I'm no biologist. I don't but agree. It does. I mean, I think it's about slowing how this thing gets out there. That's what I think, what's going on. So it doesn't overload with um, the hospital with just like an influx of people. You know what I mean? Well, this is exciting. This is this is all new stuff for us. But, you know, yeah. I, got my, I got my favorite mug. I got my seltzer. I feel like, you know, I got my VR set up inside. Isn't it nice to not have to leave the house? There is something, by the way, are your hands dry from washing? My fucking hands are like, they're like old lady feet. Yeah, <laughs> my hands suck, yeah. Jimmy. I gotta see what's gonna happen with my schools. You think they're gonna want to rent this month? <laughs> I think everybody hopefully is gonna be a little more understanding. You, you, even if the rent's late, you hope people would go look. The entire planet is getting fucked by this. 
man. I just think that people, I don't think people are going to be dropping out of the school, though. I, I hope not. I mean. No, why would they? I mean. What are we going to do? do? Not live? I mean, we, this is going to, things going to move on. You know what I do like? I like that no kids are getting taken out with this thing. Knock on wood. Oh, you mean not getting messed up by it? I mean, not that I like that it's attacking the elderly, but. If it was something that's wiping out all the children, I'd be like, ah! Yeah, of course. Don't be wrong. You know, my grandfather's 100. You know, he's probably he's probably asking for the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, believe me. Every time somebody sneezes, he's jumping in front of them. Believe, you know what it is? If this was if this was hurting kids, I mean, the panic that you see now is nothing compared to what would be happening if this was fucking kids up. Like, it would be literally mandatory stay in your house. It would be crazy. I'm going to watch. The one I'm going to watch later to cheer up my spirits the Road with Vigo Morenstein. You, um, uh, I never saw that. I've heard of it, and oh, I know what it's about. Jimmy, I'm a happy, glasses half full type of guy. You are. I don't know why I love that movie. It's the most depressing movie. Oh, my God. Jimmy, you love it. You'd fucking I've love heard it. of it. Because you are gloom and doom for a comedian sometimes. No, you, hey, Jimmy. I wish I could hug you, Jay. I'm going to give you, I want to give you a virtual hug. A nice hug would be nice, yeah. Well, we'll do it next week. Okay. Hey, what did you think of, uh, it was amazing when I watched the fights. I, I watched UFC Brasilia. And to see how little, like the fans are important. But really, very quickly, the echoing of the cornerman yelling is a little strange. But you get very used to it, and it didn't affect the fights at all. And it seemed like they almost went harder. And maybe I'm just imagining that. But it didn't seem like it affected the fights, even uh, an iota. I like, and Mike, <laughs> our friend Michael Bisbing, you know. Yes, he was like, straight, by the way. Oh, he did. Oh, he's first, first of all, he's excellent. But he does laugh at himself. That's what I like. I like when he's like, all right, make some noise for, and then afterwards he's like, I just told the empty arena to make noise for the guy. He's funny. And it just must throw everybody off a little bit. You know what I mean? And he was talking about that with Damian Maya too. I think uh, uh, Maya uh, was circling a certain way against Burns, and he goes, "Right now he's going to shoot for the single leg." And of course, he goes, "This is what Maya does. He gets you against the cage, and then Burns circled out, and Maya didn't do it." He goes, "And of course, he's not going to do it to make me look stupid." Yeah. Like I, I love Bisping. I think he's a really funny. He's a really great announcer. He's really enjoyable to listen, and he's and he's smart too. They don't have any bad announcers. Everybody who, who works for the UFC, um, obviously, with the exception of present company, uh, really knows what they're talking about, <laughs> except for us. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was so impressed with that Gilbert Burns fight. That was such yeah. a First of all, Damian Maya was looking awesome. But Gilbert yes. Burns, he doesn't have to be a better jiu-jitsu guy, but he just has to be able to hang. I mean, he oh, – I wish – you know what? Next time we're in studio, we're going to go back to that fight because I like to point out some stuff. Like when Damien had his back and his little things that Gilbert did that helped that helped him just survive that onslaught yeah. of pressure from Damien Meyer that most people will not survive. And when he did that, he got up. And I like when he said that Henry Hoof told him, after he does that lead jab, you come back with that with the hook, with the left hook. He goes, but just speed. Not power. He's gonna throw a lazy jab. You just come, you beat him back with that left hook, and it was just, it was, you know what it is, awesome. And because what yeah. happens, guys try to load up on that shot, and then it's you know he's back in on you, right? So nice and relaxed, and he threw that punch, and then he knew. Damien, even though Damien wasn't totally out, when he was on his back, he was seeing stars. He probably saw three different Gilberts on him. So you know what I mean? Hey, well, listen, I there's no bigger fan of Damien Meyer than right here. Sure. I'm a and he was in that fight by all, I mean, 
I tell you right now, nine out of ten guys are getting strangled. He was on him. But it's wild, man. I got to watch it again because everything was going awesome for Damien. And then Gilbert did one little scramble and bing, bing, bing. Damien went to match it. And then next thing you know, a little bit of space. And it's only it's, it's all due to, to Gilbert's, even though he finished it with striking, it's the victory is due to his uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu skills because he would not have had the ability to get away from that first, from that first uh, back take. He got up a couple of times where other guys really have a hard time getting up. But I think there was at least twice I saw him get up uh, against Maya. There was one thing you said, he scampered out the back and there was something else he did where he got up and you're like, all right, Maya's going to have a hard time keeping him down. And with his power advantage, it was, it was, uh, it wasn't going to go well for Damien. It was great. It wasn't just because he was trying to get back up. He was using his jujitsu to match him or to try to play jujitsu with him. And then when Damien tried to do that to keep position, next thing you know, he's out and he's up. So it's like, all right, we're working jiu-jitsu, working jiu-jitsu. Nah, I just want some space. I'm fucking out of here. And uh, a lot of guys tried to do that, and, and they did That's right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What up, Sam? Hey, how you doing, sir? Crazy time, Sam, and you're still <laughs> smiling, I see. Yeah, all day, every day. How is this thing affecting you, uh, this whole corona thing with your training and whatnot? Uh, it, it's really not changed anything for me. Uh, the, the gym's still open. Uh, I still – the UFCPI, they send me all the protein, so I don't have to go to GNC or anything. Uh, yeah, and so I, I'm just carrying on. So do you know exactly what is happening? Well, first of all, did you watch uh, UFC Brasilia um, and them fighting in the empty arena? Yeah, I did. And that was awesome, man. That was that was so much fun to watch that. And you just get to hear everything a little bit different. It was it was really kind of cool. You know what? I, I'm sorry, Matt. You know what I noticed, too? There was one moment when uh, uh, Krylov was on top of Johnny Walker and you could almost hear him breathing, and I think he was taking very deep breaths, and I think he might have been by the mics, but he was, it was in the third round at one point, and that was the thing I noticed, too, is hearing the corner guys yell and it echoing and hearing Walker uh, trying to breathe. Yeah, uh, we knew, you know, when I fought on The Ultimate Fighter, to get into the house, we had a fight in Mandalay Bay, the, the auditorium, not a private room. So I got to fight in front of, you know, I don't know how many people fit in Mandalay Bay. I thought 10,000, 15,000, whatever it is, but there's nobody there. So I got to fight in that once before. And it was it was kind of cool. You just hear you hear a lot of the mat, you know, every time you take a step on the in the cage, you get that thump sound. Uh, so I got to I remember hearing that a ton. 
Um, but that fight worked out well for me, so I'm hoping uh, this next one works out the same way. Uh, now, you've had a, a couple of losses, that all, all actually really solid fighters. How is your mentality, and how are you feeling going into this one? I feel great. Uh, I, I like to say I got uh, Mark Goddarded uh, in a couple of his fights. I still got punched first, <laughs> so I got to work on that. Uh, and then my last fight is my last fight. I, I thought I won. The judges didn't, and it was close. Um uh, but it's kind of nice going into this fight because it's a do or die. Uh, and it's I'm really not nervous, which is surprising. But it's just a, it's a form of inspiration is that if I lose, I'm out of the UFC. There's no way they keep me around again. So I just won't lose. And it's really put that, that fire behind me. I've had, I've had a great camp. I've taken the necessary steps to make sure I don't get hit that one time. And I, I love the opponent matchup. And well, you know, you got uh, in Roundtree is uh, definitely has knockout power, but he's also coming off. He's coming off two out of three losses. He beat uh, Eric Anders, but uh, you know, he, he's kind of in a, in a tough spot himself. And one of the guys he lost to was Walker back in November of 18. And when you see what happened to Johnny Walker, uh, who we just mentioned this week, is, is it weird to see a guy who is on such a hot streak and being mentioned at least like, well, he's going to be fighting for a title soon. One more fight, maybe. One, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it seems like people kind of figured out you just, you know, put him on the floor. Uh, and, and it seems like it's going to be very hard for him to come back from this loss, I think, because everybody is just going to try to put him on the floor unless he fights guys that just don't grapple. Yeah, he, he, Walker's got such a high, you know, high value because he's so entertaining. It just more personality than, than even fight style. Even those fight styles a lot of fun too. Uh, I'm sure that he's going to bounce back strong. They'll probably give him a, an opponent who uh, who isn't going to wrestle him next. Who knows? Maybe I end up fighting Rot Walker next. Uh, uh, it, it'll be a he, he is one of the scariest guys in the division though because all of his wins happen in about 45 seconds, and his losses are surprise losses. So he, he's a very scary individual in the in the division. Speaking of, sorry, Jimmy, of scary individuals, uh, Khalil Roundtree is one of those individuals. He's pretty fucking scary. You used to be sparring partners with him or no? No, I, I think I sparred with him once before he was on the finale of the show. You know, there's that, that two or three months before when filming ends before the fight happens. Yeah. I think I sparred with him once during then. Super nice guy. Yeah, we, we chilled for a bit. And, yeah, he was, he was a lot of fun to be around. Um, but, yeah, I never, I've never i never really trained with him. Yeah, man. And he's living it. He's in Thailand, feeding yeah. animals and climbing trees, whatever the fuck he's doing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Living the life yeah. in Thailand. Yeah, he is. And, he, you know, that Anders fight, he looked unbeatable. That Anders fight was, he looked, I mean, just, just, better than anyone in the division and then his next fight Ian Kayabuda Kayabuda the little Hulk uh, he he came out and put put him in his place so I'm expecting him to come back and you know he's announced his retirement after this fight but a lot of fighters do that so I I don't know if he's going to retire but uh, I, I expect him to come out on fire it's funny they sometimes give us questions to ask like you know part of our production and preparation and I already know that it's a funny one they wrote is it harder to fight a guy you actually like? And I remembered we talked, and you really have no problem fighting a guy you like. No, I like fighting my friends. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make money with somebody. Somebody's going to make money with me. Why, why would I want someone I don't like to make any money off me? Uh, Khalil's a good dude. He can, he, can make, he can make half the money fighting me, but he's still making some money. <laughs> Now you're saying you have no, you're surprisingly not nervous. Are, are, are you saying because normally you would be nervous not to face a guy like Khalil Roundtree, but because of the implications uh, if you lose? 
you know, I'm never nervous when I fight. I'm one of the few fighters. I, I didn't mean to be a fighter. Uh, it, was, it wasn't in my plan. And then I ended up, you know, top 15 in the UFC eventually. Uh, the, the nerves never got to me. But I, everyone says, you know, you're on that cutting board. I said, it's in your head. You, you know that if you have to. And it's just not that way with me, and I kind of thought it would be. I thought I'd finally get the feeling of those nerves, and maybe backstage I will. But uh, right now, it's it's. I'm so confident that I'm gonna that I'm gonna go out there and do what I have to because when my back's against the wall, I tend to always do what I have to. Um, so I, I'm really excited about getting out there and having that do or die moment. Now you, I didn't know this. You're a former collegiate wrestler. Yes, I I love telling people that. I was a B team wrestler on a D three school in college, uh, so I, I loved doing it. I was a great practice dummy for the real wrestlers. Uh, I wish I would have wrestled more, but uh, it, I, I love saying, "Oh yeah, I'm a collegiate wrestler," and technically I was, but I was on the lower end of the lower end. When did you start getting into the striking? How old were you? Uh, really, I've never wrestled in a fight. I think if you look at my stats, I've got a hundred percent takedown rate in the UFC. But it was like the guy kicked me and kind of fell over. And, so I stopped him. Uh, and then if you, I think Tapology does it. I think I've got six attempts and have never actually taken anyone down. Uh, so I, 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 the fans have always liked the knockouts. So I've always tried to be one of those guys that get the knockouts. When did you start the striking? How old were you? Uh, let's see. My first fight was, I think, it was one in my first fight. So it would have been around then. But but honestly, the first four years of my career, I was self-taught. I, I was the head coach of my gym. So I just kind of made it all up. My, my dad told me going into the first one, sorry, listen, you're going to aim at the back of his head. You just got to get there through the front of it. Uh, and uh, then it's kind of been my game plan for every fight. And I'm fascinated about the lack of nerves. Like when you're, when you're you know, you're in the locker room and you know your fight's coming up, you just don't get it. You don't get it during the walkout. You're just comfortable. I, yeah, I really am. Um, and I always attribute to, I, one, I've got a ton of fights. I think I've got 70-something professional and amateur fights. I've got a lot of fights. So I've been there a time or two. But, again, I never meant to be a fighter. I didn't watch fighting growing up. I didn't watch boxing or MMA. I loved Jackie Chan uh, and, and his movies. And I never meant to do this. And then I started winning, started winning. Eventually, I watched what the UFC was. I said, oh, cool. And I just kept making enough money to make me want to keep doing it. And then eventually I, I ended up uh, in the UFC. Do you remember the first guy you knocked out? Yes. Uh, ah, Wagner. I think his name was Wagner. It was my second amateur fight. So my first amateur fight, I dropped the guy hard. But I didn't know the rules. So I said, oh, I won. I didn't win. He just stood up and the round ended. Uh, round two, he beat the tar out of me. He took me, uh, took me down and just beat the snot out of me. My second fight, I fought some super heavyweight guy. I mean, he's just a big, big dude. And I knocked him out in 12 seconds. Uh, and I think his last name was Wagner. <laughs> Let me ask you. Uh, some people, even with myself with some fights, they don't want their better half, their spouse watching because you don't want them nervous in case things go south and whatnot. You have your better half in your corner, literally, every fight. Yeah. What's yeah, yeah. How'd that happen? I, it was a free ticket if she was in my corner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I had her and my dad. And they said, yeah, that's a, yeah, I don't have to pay for a ticket if you guys do it. 
And she started taking a lot more serious than I ever did. I mean, she, she now wraps hands. She's a brown belt getting close to a black belt. Uh, she, she's the reason I moved to Team Quest. She did all the research on the gyms around the world because first four years I was the head coach. And she was the one that said, Sam, you gotta, you got to go somewhere where you get beat up. And so she, she did a bunch of research, looked at my style and who I should go with. And she came down to, to Dan Henderson's gym. And uh, it, was, it was the right call. Oh, that's wild, man. Yeah, that's really funny that you did that just basically to get her to the fight without having to pay for a ticket. You, yeah. you have a really interesting path. Your path is definitely not an orthodox path, and the way you do things is not the way everybody else seems to do things. Yeah, I've, I've kind of picked up on the longer I've been in the sport, the more stories I've heard and people I talk to. Uh, I, I kind of, yeah, I, it is kind of a unique path. I and mean, it's a path I don't know that will ever be replicated with as big as the sport has gotten. Yeah, it'll be hard for guys to. I'm not going to say luck up into it because you can fight, but it's going to be. I think guys, hard for guys to wind up fighting for a living with the way everybody is taking MMA from such a young age. All these young guys are just murderers, so it's going to be very hard for someone who's not geared on fighting to wind up a professional fighter. Yeah, I, I and I, I look at how good the amateurs are now compared to when I was an amateur, and I was an amateur for like four months or something. And those am- the amateurs today would kick the tar out of amateur Sam back then. But uh, it was just a different time. Uh, I was tough, apparently, and I hit hard. And that was, that was enough to carry me into well into my professional career. Yeah, and you remember, you said it's funny, you talk about that guy who took you down and kind of pounded you uh, after you knocked him down. Uh, was that, were you expecting that when you got into fighting, that you, you know, being on the ground was going to really suck? No, I the little bit of wrestling I had was was fine. And I knew I didn't know how to do anything on the ground. I was the head coach, so I knew I didn't have anybody that could teach me what to do on the ground. So to this day, it's I don't go to the ground. Stay off the ground. If I touch the ground, I lose. And at the beginning, that was like absolutely my game plan is if I touch the ground, I lose. So I go in, step one, defend every shot, defend it, defend it, defend it. And now I'm. I'm very good on the ground. I'm very competent on the ground, but I've had so many fights that, that I, I don't want to go to the ground still. There's still no reason to. Yeah, Cormier, and I've quoted him before because he was so honest in the Stipe loss where he said, you just kind of get caught up in this thing where you, it feels good to want to knock somebody out. And uh, there's a lot of fighters who are good on the ground. I mean, uh, Roy Nelson, if you didn't know he was a black belt because you know it, you, you never would have seen it in, in, in fighting. It seems like he avoided the ground because he kind of got comfortable just throwing that big booming punch and knocking people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you get a lot of wrestlers that do that. Ch- Chuck Liddell was that. He was, what, a collegiate wrestler, wasn't he? Yeah. He never went to the ground. And you, and you get a list of guys that, that don't go to the ground that often, even though even though they could and they'd probably win down there. Do you think it's the idea of the people liking the knockout so much, or do you think it is also the fact that, you know, again, it's a good way to gas yourself as you get older? Uh, as you can see in my background, I'm here at Dynamic Fitness. Uh, I am never worried about gassing. I, yeah. I am. I, I feel I've got the best gas tank outside of maybe Michael Bisbing and Frankie Edgar. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't get tired in fights, and these guys, they've been riding me for shoot six or seven years now to make sure I don't. It's amazing. You don't get nervous and you don't get tired. Like those are the two problems I'd have besides the fact that I can't, those are the first two issues I would have is I'd be scared and I'd get tired very quickly. <laughs> He's always smiling. Yeah, he is. Well, look, man, we love you, Sam, and, and I'm, I'm happy you're fighting again. I hope this fight happens. Uh, obviously it's going to happen. I hope it happens when you guys would like it to, but if not, it'll be a 
a month or two after. I mean, it's go, it, you're going to fight Khalil Roundtree. If it's if it's not the 28th, it'll be next month. I mean, they'll figure it out. I hope so. I just I got to pay taxes by April 14th. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I had it all planned out, and then I broke my hand last year. And it's like, well, damn it, my saving my tax money went to my living money, and now I got to fight. Uncle Sam's going to find me. <laughs> Something tells me they're going to be a little bit more lenient. At least I'm hoping they are. I'm hoping that they're going to give people leeway as far as penalties on taxes after April 15th. They very well might give a 60 or 90 day grace period uh, while people get back on their feet. Because the, the government, people get back on their feet. Uh, back on their fucking feet. I'm 51. I say feet. But because the government is closing a lot of these things. So it's, yeah. it's not people's choices. Yeah, I, it would be. I hope I fight first, but if for whatever reason the fight doesn't happen, I hope they give me a little little extra time to to get back on my feet. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, look, man. Uh, you know, you sound like you're in great spirits and, and you're ready to go. So uh, we'll talk to you hopefully after, and uh, you know, I hope you do well. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me on, guys. Anytime, Sam. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thanks, All right. Take care. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, look, before we continue with the show, Matt, we're having a good time. I've got an important announcement for UFC fans. If you're not dedicated to your hair health, you're not given 100%. Hair Club is the official marketing partner of UFC 249, and they can get your hair in shape. I mean, look, the older you get, your hair looks stupid. You know that. You're not happy with how it looks. You're putting on hats. You look like an ass. You have on a three-piece suit and a hat. No woman is fooled. Not only can Hair Club help restore your look, but help your confidence too, which will go a long way into boosting your overall well-being. Hair Club is the world leader in hair regrowth, replacement, and restoration. And UFC fans can get $250 off select Hair Club solutions. Text FIGHT to my hair, or go to hairclub.com slash fight to schedule a free, no-obligation hair health checkup. Hair Club, love your hair, live your life. Back to the show. I just wanted to stop and do that. They didn't even ask me to do that. I just made that up as I went along, so I hope that they go with it. What's up, Cody? How are you? Good to see you, man. See yeah, you, how man. you making out, man? Where, where are you right now? Uh, I live in Las Vegas. I moved here uh, about six months ago, so... Um, I normally I'd be at a practice right now, but the gym I train at Super Tour just announced last night that they're closing. So I mean, it's gonna be kind of it's gonna be kind of strange these next couple weeks, but uh, we'll make it work. I mean, uh, this isn't exclusive to me. Everybody's kind of in a weird, weird place. It's fucking weird, Cody. No, this is crazy yeah. times, man. Crazy. I got yeah. Two academies. I'm shitting myself. Yeah, 
I uh, I went to Bass Pro Shop to pick up some shells. I was going to go skeet shooting with a friend. And, like, the line of people that are there buying guns yep. terrifies me. That was the most terrifying thing I've seen. I mean, like, people that should never own a gun are, are in line trying to buy guns. I'm like, what are you, you going to do with that? Like, people are really scared and fears, uh, you know. Well, they act like it's the walking dead. And it's like we do know there there is a cap on this. I mean, we, we know what's going to happen. It's a couple of months. It's going to suck. But people think that, you know, everyone's going to be running nude through the streets with, you know, stealing your tuna cans. It's not going to get that yeah. fucking. It's just inconvenient. But we're all in it. It's like everybody yeah. is taking a beating. It stinks. And in a couple of months, things will be back to, to normal. So are you going to are you able to train privately, even though the gym is closed? Like, is there a place you can go and just work out? Yeah, I mean, so the PI is still open. Tenth um, Planet uh, Jiu Jitsu is still open. Uh, so I mean, there's there's places I can go. The schedule is going to change a little bit, but honestly, like the haze in the barn already. I'm two weeks away from a fight. Uh, I've already done a lot of the really really, really hard work. The things, you know, I'm gonna, I have a couple good drilling partners that I trust. You know, that I can that I can drill with. You know, my coaches. I'll be you know doing mitt work. Um, obviously some of it's going to change maybe the location and the times, but uh, you know, my schedule is not going to change that much. So I really don't have too much to complain about. I mean, everything's pretty close for me. I have a good group of guys that I can trust. So uh, yeah. So wait, do they have a, a place for this fight to take place yet or no, it's still up in the air. So, I mean, as of last night, I heard that the, Nevada State Athletic Commission uh, kind of shut things down until March 25th, which is, you know, three days before the scheduled day of the fight. So, I mean, are they going to fly everybody in uh, and then just hope and pray that Nevada says, okay, yeah, everything is fine? I think it's kind of a day-by-day thing. I mean, for me, I'm just – I got to kind of keep my head in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like the second, I, the second I'm going to call, I'm not fighting – you know, everything's going to start unraveling. So, I mean, for me, I, I'm just just assuming that I'm fighting and everything's on schedule. Obviously, the the venue changed, but like I said, I live in Las Vegas, so this was actually cheaper and easier for me to fight at the Apex. I don't give a shit if I'm fighting in front of people or not. Like, that doesn't really matter, you know, when you're in a, in a fight. Like, who, who gives a shit who's watching? Some guy's trying to punch you in the face standing in front of you. So, uh, but I mean... God, I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe this outbreak, it, it gets a hundred times worse. You know, in the next in the next two weeks, you know, a bunch of people are in the incubation period, and like everything gets shut down. I've heard things as extreme as like they're gonna have a, like a mandatory two week government shutdown. Everything's gonna get shut down for two weeks. People are gonna be locked in their house for two weeks. So man, if something like that happens. Obviously, I'm not fighting. But you know, in my head, like. Nothing's changed. There's a bullshit text going around where it's like somebody, uh, I don't know who started, but they're like, you know, no, a friend of mine talked to somebody he knows on the government. And then there's, and then there's a day. It's a bullshit text. Though. It's not real. And I know because I somebody somebody texted me and goes, my friend was talking to somebody in the FBI. And I'm, I'm so fucking gullible. I, I bought it. What I worry about with the older trainers, like my good friend Ray Longo. I mean, you know, because they say the virus, it's for the elderly. And I'm not attacking Longo, which I love to do, but he is an old man. So, uh, you know, with these people, I I understand. I love that the events are still happening, even in an empty arena. 
But what about these coaches that got to fly over there? <laughs> like, like yeah. the Longo's going to be in a fucking like a Breaking Bad outfit. Fucking, I mean, <laughs> what do you do with these people? Longo's, that's what Longo's scared about. Longo's yeah. like, I love that the fights are happening, but I'm not getting on a fucking plane. The guy yeah, is paranoid. So that's another thing to think about, man. That, that, that is... Uh, and my parents, too. You know, my parents, they're talking about coming out here, and I'm like, guys, stay home. Yeah. You know, Where are they? Home. It's not worth it. Michigan. I'm like, oh, it's, okay. it's just not worth it. You guys can watch it from the couch. Like, I don't even want to be responsible for some shit like that. You get on an airplane and catch a virus, and you know what I mean? Like, my parents are old. That's that's scary shit. I don't even want to mess around with that. Yeah, and then, you, and then you're fighting, and the whole time, you're, it's in the back of your head that oh, my parents are here, like, they got to go home, they're here, like, what's going to, yeah, you don't need the, the extra distraction, it's not going to be helpful. No, no, not at all. And uh, you, had, you had a draw, too, against, uh, sorry, to, against uh, Song Yudong, and, and you were very vocal about feeling like that it was uh, an unjust uh, decision, and you, you were very honest, where you said, like, look, I mean, they can give me the L, but I want to get paid for the win, like, I do this right. t- for the money. Right, right, right. Well, uh, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and then I just kind of felt like I was just being a whiner, you know, like this is like it's like the coronavirus, you know, obviously it's affecting me, but this isn't exclusive to me. Uh, you know, I can't like this is happening. It happens all the time to everyone in the sport. Uh, and, you know, it, well, I have watched that fight a million times and I'm, I'm 100% confident that I won that fight. Um, that's not what the judges saw that night, and there's that not a goddamn thing I can do. Like, there's really nothing you can do to change that. Uh, so, I, you just got to get over it, you know? There's yeah. things I should have done in that fight. You know, you look back, and, uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. There's things I could have done to make sure that that, that I sealed that win. Uh, you know, I, I'm confident I could have finished them uh, late in that third round. Uh, I just started a little bit too late. I mean, there's... I'm over it now, though. You sure. know, like uh, I've got, a, I've got another guy to beat up. There's, there's a million tough guys in this division. There's, an, and there's a million more coming. You know, you got guys like Frankie Edgar, Jose Aldo. You got all these, you know, legends of the MMA. I mean, 135 is insane. It's, it's insane. I mean, there's literally five guys that can fight for the title. So uh, I can't really get hung up on a fight that I had. You know, three months ago. Sure. What, what do you think of Aldo getting the? You mentioned Aldo. What do you, what do you think of him getting this shot? Well, I think uh, Aljamain Sterling was a guy for that. I agree. I, mean, I think Aljamain Sterling was a guy that deserved that that shot, without a doubt. Uh, but, you know, I don't think he was healthy at the time that it would have made sense for the UFC. And I think the UFC was scrambling to make something happen. And, uh, you know, that Marlon uh, Aldo fight was really, really close. I really thought it could have went either way. That's a fight that really could have ended up as a draw. Um and Jose Aldo being who he is, I think it makes sense. I mean, everyone's super pissed off about it, but you got like literally one of the best pound for pound guys ever uh, moving down into a division, you know, having a really good fight with a number one contender. Uh, why not? You know what I mean? Why not? Why not? If the actual guy that should be getting that title shot isn't available at that moment, why wouldn't they throw Aldo in? That's a big fight to make. So, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt my feelings, but I mean, I think everyone else is super pissed about it, and I understand why. Now, and I'll tell you what, Jose Aldo, uh, besides being a legend in the sport, I mean, for him to come back after those beatings that Max Holloway gave him, I'm like, wow. Right. He came back, and it looked like he never took those beatings. Meanwhile, yeah. those beatings he took from Max Holloway were almost identical. 
like I don't know if they they were were they back to back. No. Yeah, uh, two straight. I mean, do it the both fights to Holloway. He like yeah. gets submitted in the third yeah. round in both fights, or uh, the both fights yeah. ended in the third, I think. Yeah, I don't know how far they were close together. I don't know if they were back to back fights though. Were they? I forget. Was it a TKO? I, I don't remember. Yeah, well, I they were. Yeah, they weren't that far apart. They weren't that far apart. Time either. That was a tough time for Aldo. Was one of them a replacement fight? Somebody was supposed to fight, uh, and then so. Jose replaced him? That's what I'm saying, yeah, I believe so. But either way, it ended the same way twice, and it was brutal. And I, I thought those were um, fights that could have been shortening a career. <laughs> because right. that, ooh, he went, But, uh, man, he's back with a vengeance. He looked good in his last one, man. You know, what is up with uh, Marlon. It was, uh, it was close, though. It was close. It was and now close. you got Marlon fighting... Um, I'm sorry, Peter Yan, I believe. Yes? Yeah, Peter Yan. I mean, that's going to be a crazy fight. It is. No, dude, it is on fire, that that division. It's insane. And then, you know, Edgar, he's coming down. You know, Aljo's almost healthy. It's almost like Aljo and Frankie Edgar should fight. And then Marlon Marlon and uh, uh, Peter Yan should fight. And then it's like those two almost have to fight to get the next title shot, you know what I mean? Because, you know, whoever wins those fights, both those guys are going to be deserving of the shot, you know? So, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, oh. like I said, it's a, weird, it's a weird spot for this division. I mean, it's awesome because it's blowing up. Yeah, you can't forget Corey Sanhagen also because yeah, I, uh, I think Sanhagen and Aljo might be going at it if the rumors I'm hearing are true. I don't want to give nothing away. But that's <laughs> another yeah. Sick fight too. That'd be a sick fight. And Barcelos is uh, fifteen and one. I mean, I mean, you, you know, you're you're going up against the. What is he's ranked? Was he ranked for fifteenth? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. He, he snuck in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's tough too. I mean, the guy's good everywhere. Black belt can wrestle. He's got good hands. Uh, he's been knocking dudes out left and right in the UFC. Um, like I say, he's no. Uh, He's no cake. Wow. The dude's tough. I mean, like I said, that just not. I'm not fighting anyone that's not an absolute killer ever. Right. You know, probably ever again. Uh, and I've just kind of like made made peace with that. You know, all the guys that fight are gonna be animals. That's just. <laughs> but you know, you're an animal yourself, and when you see that record of only one loss. You very well pretty much only have one loss when you look at your record. I mean, yeah. me was Aljo. Yeah, with Aljo, that was a, a, a loss. But you, you, after that, you came back with Perez. You got that. And again, your last fight, it is what it is. So we all know how that went. So, hey, man, I'm looking at you both with one loss. I'm not looking at like, oh, you know what I mean? So right. this dude definitely has his hands full with you, man. I, I know because I studied a lot of tape of you when you were going to fight Aljo. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, Aljo, get to the gym. This kid's a stud. <laughs> it's good, though, man. <laughs> all right, Cody. Well, look. Hopefully your fight goes through, man. We're hoping, uh, you know, Alvy's on that card with uh, Khalil Roundtree. I, I hope that March 28th card happens for you guys. And again, if not, I'm sure they'll, the UFC doesn't want to wait. So hopefully, if not, they'll figure something out. I mean, the one advantage to not doing it in front of fans is that you can you have a little more leeway with when you reschedule it because you don't have to get 17,000 tickets sold. Right. And I was looking at it last night, and they don't have an event uh, April 4th. So it wouldn't surprise me if it got pushed back a week, which wouldn't change a whole lot for me. Well, listen, man, it's good talking to you. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you again after the fight, hopefully. Okay. Perfect. You guys. Yeah. Stay safe. All right, man. Yeah. You too, buddy. Good luck. All right. Thanks, Cody. All right, man. I mean, 
you know, these guys are, uh, it's, it's a weird, Jimmy, it's just a weird time, man. It really is. I'm not panicking. I don't know. Maybe I should. No. I mean, I, you know, I think of my schools and I mean, but a lot of people are in my position too. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone. Everyone with a school is in your position. Everyone with a gym. I mean, all the gyms are closing down. It's going to be mandated in New York that they have to close. So it's not like they're going to go find a better option than, than uh, Sarah BJJ. They can't because there's nowhere else to go. No, no, I know. I just, it's just, it's just a weird, it's just a, like I said, it's a weird time, man. Yeah. Oh, and no, when I first felt it, when I was in the studio last and, I didn't get my my hug. Oh, I would have hugged you. No, you hesitated. Did I? Trust me, that was for your safety, not mine. <laughs> it's, it's okay, I'm over it. But listen, hey, at least you know what good thing is we we can at least do this. Like one thing is there is this. Like we can at least broadcast and so at least we can make you know part of our money doing this. I'm losing all my live shows as well. No, I hear you, Jimmy. I want to talk about some of the fights, Jimmy, because I was. Uh, do you want to start with the uh, Charles Oliveira versus Kevin Lee? That was – what did you think? He got a, Kevin got a lot of shit. By the way, it was a bloodbath as far as our picks. I, I think uh, uh, Masvidal went after him badly uh, for, for tapping and then continuing. What do you think that was? I'll tell you right now. I give him a total pass on that. Look okay. at his face after they stopped that. He, I feel uh, Charles Oliveira is so – precise with his submissions. In other words, when he has a, sh- a choke on, a strangle, you're going to be going to sleep. You're right. not going to be going, oh, I can't get out. So what happened was his guillotines are sick and they go on very tight. So when he had that on him, I feel that he was a s- literally oh. a second or two away from just going to sleep. He looked a little zoned out when he was grabbing for him, right? You did see that. Jimmy, is it the morning reefer? But I, I see a haze behind you, man. No, nothing happened. I didn't do anything. It is what it is. I love the blur because everyone hates it. Ooh, I like it. Um, so where was I again? Uh, bring me back. You're talking about him uh, him kind of being in a haze from being. Yeah, man. So I think when, when he, I think he, he I, that's why he wasn't fighting it afterwards. He tapped. And then I think he was coming too, and he's like, oh, I'm fighting. But I give Kevin Lee a pass on that. Sure. I thought Kevin Lee was for it fighting excellent. He was getting out of – this is what was going on. Charles Oliveira throws machine gun attacks. He chains together his subs. Bing, 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 bing. You're escaping a leg lock. You get into a calf slice. There was some leg – there was some times I'm like when, – when he was looking for calf slices and stuff on the legs. And What's like, a calf slice? It's when you're, let's say somebody's trying to get out of a leg lock and they're trying to get away from you. They bring their leg in the bend right behind your knee and they turn their, um, by the way, guys, I'm such a jujitsu man. I wear gi pants at home. You see this? Oh, it's nice. Yeah, it's comfortable. And my Henzo Fodasi shirt. Anyway, um, and they get their leg between their knee and their, their foot and they bring it in the bend of your leg and they come up and hug around your waist and it like pops your knee off through the slice. So um he was looking for that, which he's tapped guys with before, but Lee was doing a fantastic job of getting out of all the stuff he was getting thrown at and landing some good at the end of that round, he landed a few good shots on top. So after that first round, I'm like, 
I seen in the second round, I seen uh, Charles uh, start to get a little slower with his attacks. So I'm like, this is fantastic. He's going to be weathering this. Right. And now he's even feeling confident putting the fight to the floor. And I think that's what, 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 what after. Yeah. See the way I clean it up. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. When he, when he, he went in, he shot in and literally shot he just grabbed it, his neck it, and it was, it that just, was it. It reminded me of Hanato Moicano versus um, Brian Ortega. When that was a close fight and then he shot in and he got a goat in a guillotine. It was, I think that's the right fight. I believe it is. But, uh, because some guys, man, they got those pinpoint submissions. And uh, that's what you were looking at right there. So Charles Oliveira, I think he holds the record for the most submissions now. I think you're right, yeah. Boy, McConnell looked great. Um, that that, that uh, round one sub. Wait, who? Uh, no, who'd you say? Not on McConnell. Means no worries. I can't hear you. Mike cut out. Oh, say his name again. He beat uh, Demir Hadzovic. Yes, he did. And uh, it's it's funny because he was so fired up and he started yelling at him. They had some words. Yes. So then afterwards, you've seen a clip. Oh, yeah. you seen a clip? And he's of like, course, in the ring, yeah. yelling in my face. And the other guy was cool. What's his name again? I'm sorry. Who lost? Uh, Hadzovic. Hadzovic. What's it? Uh, Demir Hadzovic or Hadzovic. Yeah. So he was like, man, you were you won and you were yelling. And then Honato's like, I'm sorry, I want to keep fighting. He's like, well, then you shouldn't have submitted me. You shouldn't have submitted me. That was hysterical. And Moicano just laughed. Like, did he just say that? Oh, that was funny. I loved that. I thought that was fantastic. And he didn't mean that to be funny. He was just angry going, why the fuck you do that then if you wanted to fight? Which always just oh, a- I think he said it as a joke, too. Oh, I really? Think, well, at the end, he's like, well, then you shouldn't have submitted me. It was funny. Yeah, I think he was like, it was, uh, you want to keep fighting? You shouldn't have submitted me. It was but, uh, you know, Anato was fired up, yeah. and he called out Paul Felder, which was interesting. Was there a reason for that? He's looking at the rankings, you know? So, uh, What did you think yeah. of Trinaldo, by the way, against uh, McDessie? I thought Trinaldo looked great. In third round, he got a little tired, but I thought he looked incredible. Look, I got a little tired. The guy could have went to high school with me, man. The guy's like 45, man. How old is that guy, 42? <laughs> the dude's my age, man. He's fucking in there doing what he's doing. He, right, he is yeah. a freak, man. People talk about Yo Romero. I mean, this is another guy they should talk about. He's he doesn't look like he's slowing down at all, man. And uh, uh, I was impressed because you know uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, my, 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 uh, John McDessie. Yes, yes, is no is a stud, and he's never in a boring fight. But uh, you know, I mean, this the Trinaldo is uh, oof, he, he's not slowing down. By the way. We got the shit beat out of us. We both had Kevin Lee. We both had Damian Maya by decision. Yeah. We had both had Moicano. I had him by decision, and you had him by a second-round sub. So <laughs> even though we get the same points, you were closer to at least knowing what you're talking about. And we both had Johnny Walker, who didn't look good at all. In, in the first few seconds, he looked great. But uh, he really had a tough fight against Krylov. And, and people are going to see that. And you know, whenever they say you beat a guy – it kind of it, again, everybody's not the same fighter, but it does kind of give guys a blueprint on what they have to do, and he needs to really work on on uh, on the ground because everyone's going to take him down. That's a very difficult place to be. Yeah, for shizzle, my nizzle, and also Amanda Rebus uh, took out Ronda Marcos. Ronda Marcos, yeah, going to win because Ronda is very good, but 
this Amanda, first of all, what a great, she's great on the mic. She was just happy and yeah. overjoyed, but she is a beast in this division. Like, where did she come from? Like, she looked fantastic, man. I think she's just like, she's, she's a real player in this division. Well, that's why I picked her. You didn't pick her, did you? Yes. You, you did fucking pick her. Of course I did. I mean, cool, Jimmy. Congrats. I don't Thanks. Want to I forget I'm on Skype because everybody sees my face. Um, also, no, but I'm, I'm excited to see what's next for her. Yeah. But there's another one that came to mind, which was closer than 30-27 that one judge gave. And that's Brandon Morano versus uh, Juicy, uh, Juicy, Juicy Formiga. Yeah. Yes, Formiga. Formiga was, man, he won that first round. So I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Close fight, closer than 30-27. I don't think it was a 30-29-28 is the, uh, the, right, the right scoring, but it, that was a close one, very close. I think that could have went either way. You know, you wonder when, when there's a 30-27 and the other uh, judges are 29-28. And again, that, that happens sometimes. It's not as bad as it, it is when it's in a five-round fight. Um, but you wonder, did that judge make any other questionable – Decisions, you know. Once in a while, you look at that and you're like, did did, did they do that? Uh, did they judge anything else completely the opposite of how everybody else saw it? I don't know what the fuck they're watching. But also, the Burns after he KO'd Maya, I like that he uh, I like that he called out Colby Covington. Yeah. But I thought Colby, what's going on with Tyron and, and Leon Edwards? Well, Leon Edwards doesn't want to fly to the States. I think because of the virus, he doesn't want to – I think that's what it is. He doesn't want to get on a plane because obviously their event's canceled. Uh, at least I think it is. I should probably know that before I start yelling that something's canceled. People are afraid of the planes, huh? The flying. It's not even just the fl- – it's just the fact that you got to touch the bathroom handle. Um, and you got to, you know, you got to fucking touch. Everything is in such close quarters, even though the airlines are probably doing a good job of cleaning. I mean, you're just stuck with 100 people in a tube. And you know, not, I, I think yeah. that freaks everybody out a little bit. That's why, like, today I was going to drive into the city to do the podcast. Remember, I'm like, I don't think I'm jumping on the railroad today. I might just. Yeah. Train wouldn't bother me as much. But again, the train's not being cleaned down either. Um you know, now this is a, a plane would freak me out a little bit. I'm glad all of my gigs got got moved. My Aussie, I was supposed to interview Aussie at fucking uh, South by Southwest, and that was canceled. That's the only one that really disappointed me. Everything else, I'm kind of glad. Even uh, the comedy clubs, though, all that stuff. Sure, it's a small gathering. I mean, I did the comedy cellar all last week, but they have to. I, I mean, they just. You don't want to. I would feel bad doing a show right now. Like, am, like is am I? Because I'm safe on stage, but like. All these fucking poor people are crammed together. Am I up here being a selfish ass and doing a show and these oh, people are getting sick? Right. I was I was finishing. Yeah, I was, I was... <laughs> All right. Well, look, man, I think this went pretty well. I, I was happy with this. Uh, I hope you are, man. I hope you felt good. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. No, it's definitely different. This is different times. You know, we'll get yeah. through this. Um, hey, like, like what I did, I, I took my kids to the bike store. Couple of G's, man. Fuck. Yeah. Expensive shit. But yeah. you know, we got we got some bikes, and you know, just now they went for a walk. Thank God the weather's not that bad. And thank goodness, Jimmy. Sure. That I have my uh, my vibe working again. The shit wasn't working. Oh, good. I'm happy. Oh, listen, Jimmy. Talk about a crisis. I know. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. I I can't see my right hand. 
How am I going to pick up a gun? I normally can't either. It's under the covers while I'm working the laptop with my left. All right. Good way to close it on a masturbation. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Listen, I'll be home. I'll be doing cameos if anybody wants. You bet I'll be doing them too. You know, the cameo app. You know, and also for all my students and even people that follow me on Matt Sarah BJJ on Instagram, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be putting out some um, uh, the next couple of days. I'll, I'll go to the gym and I'll show some techniques. I'll grab one, sure. of my guys, one of my black belts, maybe Jason Rao or somebody. And we'll, we'll demonstrate some techniques. Just put them out there. And yeah, just to just to keep spreading the jujitsu love. Stay you active know? on social media. Stay active on your Instagram. Post shit every day. I will, Jimmy. Good to see you. And me and you will FaceTime later. Okay, yes. Uh, just let me know what time to make sure I'm here. Dude, I don't, you're saying that very sketchy. No, I mean it. All right, Jimmy. Are you plugging anything or probably not? No, not at all. I mean, look, uh, I'll probably be doing some live streams, uh, you know, just keeping busy like everybody else. And uh, we'll talk soon. Maybe the corona will kill Chip. No, Chip was so sorry. strong. You're kidding me? Chip First did all, very well. I'm sorry, man. That was really why you don't like Chip? It's okay. Um, I mean, it's, I I don't like him either. So I, I understand. I understand the instinct. Jimmy, I miss you, and I will miss see. You, I will see you in a couple of days. Yes. So avoid touching anybody other than immediate family, and uh, just wave at people if you see him. No handshaking. You got it, buddy. See you, buddy. All right, people, unfiltered army. <laughs> thanks, Sam Alvey, and uh, thanks, Cody Stamen. Matt, talk to you soon. Later, Jimmy. Bye, everybody. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 